Hey neighbors, welcome back to the Flower House. I'm your host, Tamara. And I'm your co-host, Christina. And Christina, I actually don't know what we're talking about today. Um, so if you could give me the topic, I'll give you all my thoughts. Okay. I also have a lot of thoughts about it. Cost you more than a penny. Oh, never mind. Let me just end this here. Goodbye, guys. We'll see you next Bye. week. Bye. See you next week. <laughs> give the good news minute. We're done. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about dealing with the public. Like, let's say you work in a customer service job or just any job where you have to deal with the public, whether it's over the phone, it's in person, it's online. I think me and you have very different thoughts about dealing with the public and mine are from a more negative standpoint and yours are more of, I don't know, like, let's find the solution together and we can solve the problem. (laughs) Then we all meet up on Rainbow Mountain. I'm sorry. Uh, All right. (laughs) Did I ride up there on a unicorn? (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm over here like, don't let them take you to your basement. (laughs) Like, don't let them take you to their basement and torture you. God. Um, so, I and I think this has a lot to do with our personality types. Because I had a class and you said what? Did you and say I'm experiences. insane? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's too. No. <laughs> no. Um, I had a class and I, I found this really funny, not to be mean, but they, we we did we had to do presentations and they were doing a presentation on like whether people should be able to work from home and their argument was that workplaces should make accommodations for introverts because introverts don't like dealing with other people and i was like being an introvert isn't a fucking disease that it's feels a personality like it. type <laughs> and they were like, oh, all the office space, office spaces are set up for extroverts, and we don't like that. Go introvert. And all the extroverts like looked at each other, and we were like laughing. Not gonna lie, um, we're like, okay, but but let me clarify though. Something about introverts is we literally feel like we're losing energy being around other people. Like, you feel fatigued. I know this sounds crazy. But like tired, like you're going to fall asleep. It's something about being around other people and having to talk to them. And it makes you feel like, wow, this is taking (laughs) the way you're looking at me. (laughs) I mean, I think it's really funny that introverts think that extroverts don't have like a social battery too. Oh, they do. I would venture to guess that I am top five social people that you know and like extroverted, you know. Yeah, you are probably in the top five. Yeah. I'm sure you know somebody else more outgoing, like four more people. But anyways. uh, But, like, at the same time, my social battery drains. Like, some days I can be around people, like, go, 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 go around people all day. People talking to me. I'm entertaining them. They're laughing. We're having a great time. And then it stops. And like it all dies at the same time, and I'm like, I want to go home. <laughs> I think I'm everybody gets that. I think it's just introverts always feel that way. Like, well, never like feel like they can go go go. <laughs> like, I mean, we have to we have to recharge too, you know. And I understand that you know everybody looks at things differently, 
But, you know, we're just kind of saying, hey, we're going to do things. But, like, homebody? I am the biggest homebody that I know. Okay, one of the biggest homebodies that I know. Like, I might not be a homebody to you. But I am a homebody compared to a lot of people. I, I don't think anybody in my house thinks you're a homebody. <laughs> <laughs> You've been telling lies about me. But I know you like to be at home because you like to be at home with your blanket. And I get that. Like, I know you're yeah. like that. But anybody else looking at you would be like, no, she's not. She likes to travel. She likes to go out and do stuff. She likes to go to the gym. She likes to go meet strangers at the grocery store. She likes to go into the grocery store and grocery shop, not pick up her groceries. <laughs> Yes, all of these things are true, but I also need time to myself to recharge. Yeah. And I I've like this is going to sound crazy, but recently I'm like I don't want to spend any time on myself. And so like I've just been like constantly communicating with people. <laughs> and now I finally hit my I hit my social wall. And I'm like I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> I'm like I have 15 minutes today. That I yeah. can, I could, I could talk to other people, and you know it's good because I, I you can't talk to people all the time and still get things done right. So mm-hmm. it's good, but it's also one of those things. It's like wow, you know, your social battery really depends on what's going on in your life at the time. Yeah, or at least mine does. So if I'm upset, my social battery goes way up. Like, I can be around people because it doesn't, it takes away from me having to, like, just be there with myself and, like, wallow in pity and be like, I'm just going to wear pajamas and eat ice cream. Like, no. Now I could just be like, can we wear pajamas and eat ice cream? (laughs) Oh, my God. You know what I mean, though? I know what you mean. So from an extrovert perspective, dealing with the public, how do you feel about like dealing with like even your job, a customer service where you have to like, okay, let's just say it's you're helping someone find formal wear. Like you're at a wedding store, not or not even just wedding dresses, just say formal wear. And okay. you're like, you have to help people find the perfect dress. Tell me how you would feel about helping these people and your thoughts on it i i really enjoy helping people solve their problems and i also trust myself more than i trust other people and so my taste is better than other people's taste so if they were asking me what they should wear i'd be pretty confident that they're going to end up with something great no that's not the color for you hun but this is See, I told you you look great. And you look great because you believe that you look great. There was nothing wrong with the color you had before. I just didn't like it. But now I have power. (laughs) So it's funny because the way I hear you describe it is so different than how I would describe it. Well, the way I look at it, and I, I really, not to say that introverts can't do everything that extroverts do, you you are empowered okay equality um but can you like stop taking extroverted jobs like I hate going somewhere and I'm like I did not force you to work and now you're acting like you don't want to talk to 
you get paid to talk to me. You know how happy I would be if I got paid to talk on the phone or just like to talk to people. I would be like, wow, this is great. Let me go ahead and tell you, they don't want to be there. They don't want to take that job. They're there because they have to make money. <laughs> and that's the only well, job they can get right then. And and that's that's great. But maybe that's you why should they're there. work in the warehouse. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Get like the back job, not the front job. Either that or learn how to pretend you're happy. You think mm-hmm. extroverts are always happy to see people? No, we're not. Yeah. Sometimes we're like, you're an idiot. I don't want to talk to you. But we never let you know that. See, that's my trick is pretending you're happy because I've, I've fooled a lot of people, Tamara. I've had somebody tell me before, wow, you are so helpful with customer service. Um, you should be like a manager. And I was like, well, thank you. And I got home and I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, you have to talk to more people. Like, oh my God. Screw you. No. But they were How really dare nice. you suggest but- that I need a raise? <laughs> well, it was, it was, you know, people like that are nice. You know, um, I totally don't mind people. I totally don't mind helping people in customer service if they are nice and they act human and they treat you with the equal respect that you give them. See, that's different. That is different. If somebody is rude to me, I'm rude to them. Yeah. I, I mean, that's not um, true, but I, I'm pretty nice. But it, it's, it, it is, it's the thing. It's like, I can get frustrated with people too. Like if somebody's rude, I'd just be like, people are idiots. I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> that's kind of just what ends up happening. And I'm like, all of you are canceled. Cancel culture. Bye, yeah. people. And I go to the pet store. And I'm like, I'm going to bring a cat home today because fuck people, you know. <laughs> That's why I have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm fine if they're, if they're nice and if they just treat you like a human. It's like, okay, I don't mind helping those people. I don't mind um, helping them find their perfect gown. That actually sounds fun if they don't curse at me because I brought them the wrong dress or decide to throw something at me because it's not the right color that I should have known that was in their head. It's things like that, that I'm like, (laughs) I hate you, but I can't pretend I'm angry at you because I'm at my job and I don't want to get fired. If anyone ever throws anything at me, that will be their last day in the store and my last day (laughs) with the job. It, it, like, like, bitch, what? Yeah. What did you think was gonna happen? Like, <laughs> you're like, See, but this- you were just so cute. Like, nah. <laughs> I'm like the um, you know those uh those bunnies that are like super happy and then they like turn into evil bunnies. <laughs> but, yeah, flip a switch. <laughs> I mean. I wish I could say that would be my same result because I don't think you should ever work somewhere where you're being treated that way. But I have dealt with some pretty horrible situations and I'm just like, <laughs> this is fine. I'm like, <laughs> smile and wave. This is fine. This is okay. And then I get home and I'm like, I can't do this. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> and that, I mean, I, I, I commend you for that. And I understand <laughs> 
I understand. I think, I think it's a toxic loop I'm doing. I did to myself though. It is. It, it definitely is. But I understand the need to do it, especially as like this is your only option to mm-hmm. like survive, right? Is you have to put up with this, and and the people are treating you that way because they assume that this is your only option. But what they don't know is I will have my lights turned off <laughs> before they throw anything at me. Like, no. And, you know, I say that now, but the younger version of me would have put up with it. Mm, yeah. But now I'm like, I got hands. Throw it. Yeah. Yeah, the younger version of me definitely dealt with it. And it was that was like the last straw is when something was thrown and I went home and I was like, why am I doing this? And it took it took a couple more weeks before I finally put my uh, notice in. But I, I was pretty much done. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore because it's not worth it. This is I'm losing sleep and my mental space. Not worth it. I will find something else. And I did. I did not have something lined up immediately. And they always say that, like, have another job lined up before you quit quit this one. And, you know, I should have, but I didn't at the time. But looking back, I fully believe, like, I made the right call because something came up right afterwards. And I'm not sure (laughs) my mental space would still be, like, here where it is now if I would have stayed. Because even those few more weeks would have really, really did a number. It's crazy what other people like how they can affect your mind it is it's really crazy how the actions of other people can affect us but you know trying to regulate our emotions against what other people are doing is is one of the things that i i'm trying to master me too after having my son (laughs) (laughs) we're in this together (laughs) But road rage is really hard. Like, I'm Ooh. like, you dumb bitch. Why would you pull in front of me? Why are you on your brakes? I was so upset yesterday. I was driving, and I swear, for 40 minutes, this one truck just stayed on their brakes in front of me. And every time I would switch lanes, he would switch lanes in front of me. And I'd be like, let me pass you. You're just pressing your brakes. And, you know, like, it shouldn't bother me that much. So I'm like, maybe I need to do a little more like, "Mm," you know, like, I need need, need to do some more meditation. Like, I don't think that's the sound. It gets, oh, yeah, there's um, yeah, I sound like I just like bit into something. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) but no, like, you know, like, I need to do more meditating (laughs) because it's hard. Road rage, though, like... it's funny because I get like that, but I'll, not that drastic, but I'll be like, oh, really? And it's kind of like, yeah, I'm annoyed, but I'm not angry, angry. Unless my son is in the car and someone does something really stupid. And I'm like, you, fuck you. My son was sitting right there. Like someone almost T-boned us when he was a baby and um, they ran the red light. I remember this. Yeah. They ran the red light, almost hit right where my son was sitting. And I was furious. Because, obviously, they were breaking the law. <laughs> and my son was there. And I honestly was just like, I you, I don't even know what would have happened if they hit where my son was. I almost feel like that mama bear would have came out and I would have, like, 
went insane on their car after making sure my son was okay, obviously. like I feel like you would have just immediately snatched them out. You would have immediately I, I, got out of your car, snatched them out of their car. And be like, what were you doing? Shove, shove their face them into like, right in the car. window where my son is. Like, you see this? <laughs> immediately. No, don't look. You're not worthy. Like, <laughs> oh my God. No, but like, yeah. I, I know now. The, the mama yeah. bear thing is real. So like, if he's not in the car, you know, I'm just kind of like, whatever. But when he's in the car, it's like, and I drive, you know, like, I don't. I've never gotten a ticket in my life. Um, I'm a pretty safe driver. Knock on wood. And it, yeah. And it really annoys me when I see other people who try to either get aggressive behind me or they get right up behind me and then they like flash their lights. There's nowhere I can pass. It's a one lane. Like, what do you want me to do? Or they just be aggressive in general. And I'm like, I have my son in the car. Really? When people do stuff like that, I slow down. Like, I know, I'm just like, who do you think you are? You think Mm -hmm. you can make me go faster? Are you putting the gas in my car? Are you going to pay this ticket? The backup. Hit me. Hit me. I got insurance. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not confrontational even in like on the road. So we've had somebody since moving to where we are now, um, get out of their car and start screaming at us because it was a four way stop and we stopped first, you know how that works. So we get a go and they decided they wanted to go. So they almost hit us. So they got out of their car and started screaming at us. And, um, to be fair, I, I know the general population around where you live, and that's not surprising at all. Yeah, I actually kind of expected it. It was right when we moved here. And I was actually terrified that they had a gun in their car. My child was in the car with me. And it's just like, oh, my God, these people are insane. Like, everyone's okay. No one's hurt. What I mentioned earlier about being mama bear, that was if he hit my car. This guy didn't actually T-bone us, so I just kept driving. Um, but, like, <laughs> I didn't get out and scream at this guy. Yeah, people are people are crazy. But I think, I don't know if we could use that. Is that a clinical term? People are crazy. Mm. But uh, <laughs> we might get canceled. Cancel me, please. <laughs> Do you know how popular you have to be to be canceled? Like... <laughs> we'll finally make it to the news <laughs> we'll make it to the news she said crazy people um but but no seriously like i think that you know there's there's some things that we could that could be said about dealing with people right i think one of the most important things that i learned is patience where i used to get like so upset with traffic i'd be like oh no like traffic traffic like this is awful like how dare there be traffic? And then I was like, oh, I don't mind traffic. I know it sounds crazy. I don't mind being in traffic because I realized that usually it's caused by an accident. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody's life could be getting saved because I'm in traffic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, now, I do get a little annoyed when I get to the front of the traffic where it started. And there's no evidence of anything ever having gone wrong. But, you know, I just kind of, like, assume, like, somebody's having a worse day than me. That's true. That's a good way to look at it. Because otherwise, I would harm someone. 
Oh dear. Well, we don't want that. We don't and want that. It also, like dealing with the public when I worked um, in retail, and we would have those those people who you just couldn't make happy, and they were always angry at you and belittled you over everything. Um, something I had to come to terms with. You know what? They're just miserable in their own lives, they and are. they're just coming here to make to try to make you miserable. And then you also get to laugh about them later. <laughs> people listening, if you are rude, you know, you're rude to your servers, you're rude to people out, you are being laughed at. You are being ridiculed by their coworkers in the break room. The thing is, in general, I fear people in the service industry. Because you can spit in your food. You could spit in my food. You mm-hmm. could drop my food on the floor, pick it back up, put it on the plate. Mm-hmm. They could they could send your your bags to the wrong place. They could give you the seat right next to the bathroom on the plane. I don't like, know why you would ever make fun of like people in service. Yeah, it's like you idiot. They could cut your hair sideways. Like there's so many things that they could do to harm you if they wanted to. And a lot of times they're not above harming you. So <laughs> You might as well just be a decent human and get good service. It's something else. Is I think people like think like, oh, I'm above them because they have to help me and serve me. Um, no, it doesn't work that way. You're not above them just because they're working retail or a service job. If anything, it shows your own character of what a shitty person you are and what a great person they are for keeping their cool and dealing with it. Like It just shows totally polar opposite character i think it i think it shows what they're willing to deal with and and you know what they're willing to put up with and it definitely shows your character how you treat other people right this this notion of i'm better than people that are working in the service industry blows my mind yeah they work hard not just that they work hard because, you know, in the U.S., in the world, I should say, a lot of the status is based on money. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the service industry, there's this thing called tips. And they're probably making more than the person ridiculing them. And if you feel as though you need to talk down to someone, because they're doing a specific job, you probably should like self-evaluate. You know, what are you putting your value on? Because mm-hmm. if you don't have any money tomorrow, I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> but I think you'll, you'll be pretty useless. <laughs> like, what are you adding to society other than your money? I think it depends on where the server works at. I worked somewhere and I've literally seen a waitress just break down crying because she made like hardly any money that day and she needed money to take her son to do some kind of medical procedure or something and it was really hard to watch because we were closing and this family stayed an hour and a half after close and they did not tip her at all are you f- are you yeah. kidding me and i felt so bad for her cuz she was just like absolutely upset and and you see that side and you're like, wow, these people are horrible. There's something different about when you like, when you're working it and then when you see it, when you're in the back 
ground and you actually like see it all happening in front of you, it, it makes you really realize like, oh, this is how it works. Uh, I don't like tipping culture. Um, I think I hate it. Should get paid. Yeah, they should be getting paid what they owe. <laughs> I also think, I mean, yes, you should get pay, be paid, you know, what you deserve. But I also, I don't like the concept of having to figure out how much you get paid. Like, just let me sit down, look at the menu, say, okay, I can afford this or not. Because a lot of times people can afford the food, but not the tip. Mm-hmm. If you just roll it all in there. I wish it would be like, this is how much the tip is if you order this. <laughs> it, no, just make the food more expensive. Oh, definitely. That's what they do in literally half the world, if not all the world. Like, Except us, because we suck. <laughs> exactly. I wish they on. would, because then they'd get paid what they deserve. And anyways, yeah, we, we start talking about servers and stuff instead of dealing with the, But yeah, dealing with the public, it's... um, yeah. I feel like it it's can tough. be fun. It can be fun if you're talking to the right people. Like the lady I mentioned before, like there's those very rare people who are like, thank you. Like they're genuinely happy that you're there to help them and that you're kind. Cause they, you know, and those are the people that I'm like, yeah, come back. I don't mind to see you, you know? Oh, right. And I don't like people. That's a lot coming from me, but the people who there's, there's more, there's actually more people that I hated scene than the people I did like to see so that's saying a lot that's that's actually really sad that the general public there's such a horrible opinion about the general public everywhere so (laughs) yeah we can do better guys let's let's do better do you want to give the good news minute wait I'm doing the good news minute yes share with share with us some good news since we just talked like really bad about the general public so even though the general public sucks Pretty Masque does not suck. Um, she is a 45-year-old cyclist, mother of two, and she has biked from Leh to Manali in 55 hours, landing her a spot in the Guinness Book of World Records, which is absolutely insane to think that anyone could bike for that long 55 hours and 13 minutes she covered a distance of 428 kilometers with elevation gain over 26,000 feet am i reading this right yeah oh my gosh it's just insane my legs would Uh, break (laughs) i i don't think i would get to the i don't i wouldn't get that far but you know to be a mother of two like having a child doesn't end your life so you can still do amazing things and i'm sure her children are proud of her just like we're proud of her children don't end your life at all if anything life gets more interesting (laughs) oh that's so that's so nice i don't think that you're living the same life that i'm living i don't think children would make it more interesting i mean in my life it did like we're doing things that i'm like i never done this before this will be fun and it's like i get to relive my childhood like oh this looks fun like i'm reliving my childhood with your child too i'm like let's go to the park <laughs> let's get on some swings man but it's just like things like events like oh this event at the zoo yeah let's go do that together so yeah it doesn't end it's just it changes in a in our experience a good way but 
But yeah, yeah, that's amazing that she was able to do that. I just, I honestly, I can't imagine. She said that she, um, managing sleep deprivation in a continuous nonstop ride in a high altitude region was a big challenge. She had to take oxygen due to breathlessness at high passes twice. Like, can you imagine feeling like you can't breathe? Just yes. With her two children, I think she practiced for the sleep deprivation. Um, and I, I've definitely been in a place where it's like, okay, I can't breathe. Um, and it's tough. I can't imagine doing that while biking. No. I can't breathe. Let me keep biking. Right. Let me keep going. It's like, I'm going to start going downhill soon. I'm like, no. Absolutely not. Well, thank you guys for joining us this week in the Flower House. We will see you guys next week. Bye.